Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Neary. Well, hey, everybody. It is Lisa Neering from True North Homeschool Academy. And if you're listening on the podcast, you're listening at Life Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. So we are so glad you're back for another episode. I am here today with Katie Trent, and I'm super excited to have you, Katie. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, you are an author, a speaker, a homeschool mom, a former mental health professional. You and your husband, you've been planting churches for 15 years, and you're that's phenomenal given the stats on pastors burnout. I mean, so kudos to you. Um, and you have developed faith-based programs to teach families how to have fun, while they're really digging in deep to their faith. And I love some of the products that you've put out, recipes for a sweet child, and you include a lot of baking kind of stuff. How fun is that? Um, you have an Advent devotional coming out. You have a digital course called Family Faith Building Academy. And um, we're going to talk today about creative relationship building. And I love that because we all know that... Um, Homeschooling, the easy part is getting the curriculum and choosing the subjects and planning everything and making our schoolroom really neat and beautiful. And the hard part is sitting down with the kids <laughs> because people are people, right? So Katie, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and then let's jump into this topic. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm so excited to be here and I love your podcast. I feel like life skills is the number one most important thing that we need to focus on as homeschoolers. So I just love that. As you said, homeschool mama author, I have two amazing kiddos. They are, my daughter turns 10 next week, actually, and my son is seven. And we have kind of traveled around. So we're from Idaho, but we spent some time in Arizona doing ministry. And now we're in beautiful Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and just chasing after the Lord. So we're excited for this season. And I, husband, we've been married for 17 years. And like you said, we've done everything um, in ministry and church planting. And we just love equipping and building strong faith-filled families. I love it. I wish, I wish the Lord would lead me to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It's really, the Carolinas are my favorite place. And, um, I would love to go be there with the Lord, but <laughs> I am definitely not complaining. We had never been, God said go and we moved here sight unseen. So it was a really fun yeah. adventure. Okay. But that's crazy, right? I mean, I think a lot of people are on that adventure right now. We live in South Dakota and we've, we've run into so many people who moved here sight unseen, which as I look out on the snow, I'm thinking, wow, that was really, that was really amazing that you did that. Um, you so, had to have heard from the Lord if you're moving to cold snow. I know, right? Right. That's what I always think. Although some people really love it. And there are people are outside in this kind of weather. So some people really love that kind of thing. <laughs> um, so tell us about creative relationship building. I'm really, I love the fact that you marry life skills like baking and, and, talking to your kids about their character and faith and you interweave that because it's so important. I mean, I think you're making an object lesson of something everybody does all the time, which is eat and our faith, which everybody has one, whether they acknowledge it or not. And 
I love that they're intertwined. How did you even come up with that idea? You know what? That was totally the Lord. I actually had written a parenting book. And when I was first looking to get into publishing and going down that trail, and I met with an agent, we were talking, she loved all the things that she saw, but I didn't have a big platform. And so, you know, she was like, well, we need to do something that's kind of different and, you know, like more of a gift book. And so she'd seen baking on my website and she said, what could you do, you know, with these things? And so I said, I don't know, let me pray and we'll see. And it just, it came so quickly. You knew it was the Lord and it just came together and it's things that I love, which is, you know, devotions and encouragement, fun family activities and baking recipes, which is something I'm super passionate about. I can't cook to save my life. Um, My husband does all of our cooking, so I'm not that mom, but baking, which is more of a science, right? Like I love that. I can follow a recipe and have it turn out good. And of course I love treats. So it's a win-win. And I found with my kids, you know, as we're walking through homeschooling and trying to get our feet and our bearings about us, we found that the more that we were doing activities and things where we could make those connections for them, the more it stuck and the more fun that we all had and the more our relationship grew. And so really, I think it just came from all of that and seeing how it interacted and seeing God in everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think it's so important as we're trying to really impart our faith, um, our faith in a living God to our kids that we help them realize that it's not on Sunday. It's every day in everything we do, cooking, um, interacting. So tell us why you chose devotions and how is that, how is what you're, what you're doing a little bit different than a Bible study maybe? Yeah. So first off, one of the things I think that surprises families is it's not a family devotional. So when you buy my books, the devotions are actually meant for mostly moms, dads like them too, and grandmas love them. It's a great way for grandparents to connect with their kids as well. But so the devotion is really like my heart to you and helping you as a parent to understand kind of the why behind it and connect and just encourage and equip you. And then each book is a little bit different, but so for Dishing Up Devotions, which is all focused on biblical character traits that we want to grow in as a family, that one has a fun family activity as an object lesson so that you can grow in that character trait together, as well as that baking recipe. And I call it a baking buddy, but it's really just a conversation connection so that as you're baking that delicious treat, you have the connection between how it intersects with the Bible and life and gives you kind of like a little mini script to say to your kids and get that conversation started. So I love it. We just, my granddaughter was just here and uh, my oldest granddaughter, and she just asked if we could have a little tea party. And that would have been perfect for that kind of thing, because we just bought store-bought. We were, it was a crazy busy week while they were here and we did some extra traveling and sightseeing. We just bought store-bought cookies and constant comment tea because you have to have constant comment in life. And she just had so much fun. And if we'd had that little devotion, that would have been a perfect tie-in. Um, but it was really a sweet time of just her just like smiling over my, my mom's China teacups, you know? So that's, that is I so awesome. That. That's so special when you can just take those moments. And those are the moments where you can talk about anything, right? Like you have their attention and you have this captive audience. And because you've got that connection, you really have the opportunity to share anything and ask questions and really hear their heart and share yours. So anytime you can connect your faith with those moments is really what you're looking for. Exactly. Tell us about creative relationship building. Um, I, I think, I mean, I had a large family and even if you, even if you have a small family, so many of us who are homeschooling right now, 
we're working, we've got a side hustle, we're in ministry, we are doing all the things because that's what moms do. That time article that said moms have it all now and they don't want it. I'm like, yeah, I think that's, that could be true. But as we're so busy, how do we, how do we take time to build in creative relationship building? Because sometimes we're just trying to get our kids to get the math done, get the laundry off the couch, make dinner that's not burned. How do we fit in creativity? Because that's the trick, right? <laughs> is And that's such a good question because I don't know about everyone listening, but I am not a fun mom, which is funny, <laughs> right? Because here I am writing all these things. And so you think, oh, she's that Pinterest mom. She's got to be so fun. I'm not. I yeah. am type A organized. I would love if they would just sit down and quietly read alongside me for their whole lives or do worksheets. But my kids are not that way. They are very active and creative and they want different things. And somebody said to me once, they said, you know, you don't have to be a fun mom 24 seven. If you'll just intentionally take even 10 minutes a day, which we all have 10 minutes a day, right? We scroll on our phones, like we can carve out 10 minutes. If you'll take 10 minutes a day and intentionally do something fun with your kids, that's the moment that's going to stick, right? Because we we can't remember every moment of our lives. So when we make that connection, do something fun for 10 minutes, they're going to remember that. Right. And so then you're going to be the fun mom, even if for yourself, you're feeling like 90% of my day, I am not the fun mom. Yeah. I'm laughing in solidarity with you because I am the get things done mom. I'm not really type A necessarily, but boy, we knock out a lot of stuff. I do. I, I, I like how you said that's going to be the thing they remember, but I want to just remind everybody as they're listening we, we are not responsible for our kids' happiness. We are responsible to be faithful right now. And doing those 10 minutes of creativity, our minds aren't computers. So they might remember that or they might remember the time they, that you yelled on them. We're all complex human beings and that's okay. You don't have to create the perfect reality for your kids. And I think that's exactly what you're saying. 10 minutes of that really intentional connection that's going to be so important, even if they don't remember it specifically. Um, so I just wanted to, yeah. to put that out there. <laughs> I love that. You're so right. And part of it is just like you said, okay, we are, we want to not burn dinner. So let's come together as a family. Let's work together. Let's focus on those life skills. And let's just talk and laugh and engage as we're doing it. Or when we're doing laundry. I hate doing laundry. So we all come together and maybe we put on our favorite worship song or we ask questions or we play a game as we're doing it. You know, it's, it's really recognizing that, that our relationships are not built in just like the vacations or, you know, those fun things. They're really built in that day to day working together and growing together and having the conversation. And so that's, that's where it's built. That's where you get creative and it doesn't mean you have to do some elaborate thing in order to have that your house can be a mess. You could have just yelled at them five minutes ago. Like there's, it's so simple when you just say, I'm going to be intentional in this moment. Exactly. I love it. So, um, so now that you've given us a disclaimer about that, you're not the fun mom, (laughs) tell us how you are really intentionally building creative relationships because, um, that, again, it just can get so lost. Right. And I love that you're providing these resources for families, because sometimes if we can just go look at, look at our daytime or look at a resource and go, yes, I can do that right now. We can do it. And it doesn't feel like I've got to come up with stuff. I got to go to Pinterest. Exactly. No, you're absolutely right. And I kind of, I break down the creative character building a relationship to really three C's to remember. So the first is conversation. 
we want to ask questions. We want to engage our kids. We want to listen to what they're trying to teach us. So we want to focus on conversation. The next Mm -hmm. is connection. And that is understanding our kids. Like they're each different and they have different likes and interests. And so even taking just a few minutes to connect individually with your kids makes a big difference, but make sure that they know that you care. Mm -hmm. And then that third C is cooking or replace it with anything, camping, crafting, cleaning, um, or something that doesn't sound as pretty or start with a C, but (laughs) any sort of activity that you can take. Maybe you guys are gardening and you take a minute to talk about the sower. You know, you talk about uh, God and good soil. I mean, there's so many things. So it's just recognizing that there's opportunities all around us mm-hmm. to connect our faith with our kids and grow as a family. Yeah. And, and that is so biblical. It says, teach your kids in the morning and at night as you're, as you're going through your day. I mean, that is the whole mandate in Deuteronomy. So I love how you're connecting it with the day-to-day activities of cooking, cleaning, gardening, um, camping, something, folding laundry. So important we're mandated by God to do that with our kids. And I think so many of us have gotten into the idea of outsourcing things. Like we've outsourced education to public school. We've outsourced, you know, so many things, including our faith, where we outsource the faith instruction to church or to Sunday school. But the thing that concerns me really right now is that so much of what's happening in churches is not really biblical instructions. It's more like entertainment. And we're so used to that. So we really need to be intentional as parents about training our kids. Where are things found out, found out in the Bible, um, memorizing scripture and then applying it, which is what your program does beautifully. It takes those scriptures and it's like, here's how to do it in real life day to day. Yes, absolutely. We, we have to recognize too. I think the other thing is when we are focusing on things, sometimes we get so focused on kind of the behavior modification that we miss out on the fact that our goal is actually life transformation. So if we are kind of focusing so much on the behavior, instead of that connection, we're missing out on that opportunity to really grow. So one of the things that you'll find like in my resources is it's all about the family. Because otherwise it can become very works-based. It can become very much like we're telling our kids they're not good enough, or they can feel that that's what we're saying is that they're striving for some sort of a behavior checkoff instead of recognizing that we're all human and we're all on a journey. We're not going to reach it, right? So we're never going to say, you know what, Lisa, today I checked off patience. I am perfectly patient (laughs) and I do not need any more help with that. I gold star for me. So when our kids recognize, oh, we're all growing in this, this is something that we value. This is something that's biblical. This is something that we're all helping each other in that really takes that pressure off. And again, that builds a relationship because I feel like sometimes when we focus more on like the habit training in a different way, we can create disconnection. Mm -hmm. And then that's where our faith isn't translating because we've built these barriers and these walls. And so we want to really focus on that connection and just letting Mm -hmm. our kids know that we care and that we're human and that we're wrestling through this thing, just like they are. Right. The Bible has a solution to every problem we face. Everything. I love it. You're really talking about failing forward. And I think in parenting, we, I know I like, I'm older than everybody probably, but you know, I was raised where you were told something, you were expected to hear it, understand it, apply it, and never have a problem after that with whatever you were told. And so there was always this like 
okay, am I getting it wrong? And, you know, how do I, how do I fix it? But I think we need to understand that to helping our kids develop a growth mindset is really failing forward and that the learning curve is really ups and downs. And you're not just going to like go up, up, up. You're going to go up, down, backwards, sideways. And parenting is a mess. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like we're messy. Our kids are messy. Our spouse is messy. We're just all messy human beings. And so it's not going to be a straightforward linear traje- trajectory. Yeah. I yeah, love that's it. such a good point. Yeah. I love that you are talking about conversation, connection, and and an activity. We talked about that the whole first year of this podcast was just life skills. Communication was, it's like the number one life skill your kids need desperately. They desperately need it. Tell us, tell us why you pick conversation. I mean, you're in the ministry, you're in mental health, you're in homeschooling and education. Why did you choose that to focus on? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. I think that you just, the more that you're in it, the more that you're talking with people, the more that you're helping people navigate the different things that they're struggling with in life, you recognize that, like you said, it is such an important skill to have. If we don't know how to have a conversation, if we don't know how to communicate what's going on inside of us and be able to listen and understand what's going on inside of someone else mm-hmm. and have that dialogue, then we're never going to be effective at anything that we're trying to do in our life. And so the more that we do that and the relationship is the other aspect of that, you, you cannot have a good relationship if you aren't good at having the conversations, the fun conversations, the hard conversations, all of them. And the same is true with our relationship with God. If we're not comfortable having conversations with God and connecting with God, then we're never going to grow in our faith either. So it translates both in our family, in our relationships, in our careers and in our faith. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that so much. You're right. If we if we can learn to have a conversation with God and come to him and tell him we're wrestling, we're struggling, we're sad, we're angry, we're happy, we're thrilled, we're ecstatic, we're, we're redeemed, um, then we don't have a living faith. It's just kind of a static religion. And so I love that you're talking about that. You mentioned way back um, asking questions. And I think that's so important. I think as the parents, often we feel like our job is to instruct and inform and correct and tell us about questions because that's so important. Yeah. It, and it it's a skill. I mean, you have to work at asking good questions because it's easy to be like, did you do your homework? Yes, yeah. no. Right. And that's a close <laughs> right. question. Yes. Um, but when we can learn to ask open-ended questions, then we spark that creativity. We spark the discussion. We can learn so much more. And I know it's hard. And that's why um, I didn't focus on it as much in dishing up devotions, but in recipes for a sweet child, where I'm actually tackling the 36 most common emotional, behavioral and relational struggles that kids face in there, I've got a full blown discussion guide. So at least three or four questions so that as a parent, you have the tools to start the conversation, even if you're saying, I don't know where to begin. And so recipes for a sweet child is different in that way. And that I provide you a very specific biblical lesson that you can do with kind of Mm -hmm. toddlers to teens so that you can say, okay, how do we deal with anger? And what does the Bible say about it? And so you've got those there and then the questions. So you can start that conversation. And then Mm -hmm. of course, a fun family activity, because when our kids are really struggling with something, they need to know that we love them and they need to know that we are going to have fun with them and that we're going to be there with them through it all. Mm -hmm. And so that fun family activity, and then still that baking recipe is the object lesson. So lots of different tools for you to connect and have those conversations with your kids. Right. I love it. I I think so. 
sometimes too, a really well-placed question can diffuse a lot of emotional energy because it gives everybody time to pause and think. If you ask a question that's open-ended, um, instead of just yes, no, when you get, when you're upset or the kids are upset and you ask a yes, no question, everybody stays upset. But when you can ask a question that is like, you have to consider it, everybody just takes a little pause, you know, and then you can really, you can actually solve problems or issues and move forward in ways that you might not be able to with a closed question. So I love that you're actually including that because it's such a, it's a difficult skill to learn how to ask open-ended questions. Um, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say, here's a little tip for everyone. Try to remove the word why when you're mm-hmm. asking a question, because okay. for so many people that will really increase those emotions when emotions are high. If you say, well, why did you do that? Right. That sounds very confrontational. Yeah. So what was going on? Help me understand. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, if we can use those other words to kind of get to the connection and just remove why more often than not, we're going to diffuse it instead of escalate that emotional response. So exactly. I have to talk to my husband about often. Uh Um, He loves that word, but we, we can learn to kind of remove that and really pave the way for a healthier discussion. And just another really simple thing along the same lines, it's just saying, "Hmm, interesting. Tell me more. (laughs) Um, Because we, we often assume as parents that we, because often we can look at our kids and we know our kids and we can go, yeah, I got what they're doing here. <laughs> but if we can say, interesting, tell me, tell me more about that. What's going on? Where did you come from with this? Then it gets them thinking in their frontal lobe, instead of responding in their midbrain of reactivity, they actually have to start thinking logically about what they've done or not done. And it, you're actually building executive functioning skills in your kids by asking those open-ended questions. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a great point. Yeah. Um, okay. So I love the connection. I love the fact that you're doing hands-on activities with your kids. Um, I did read a survey a couple years ago that said families who vacation together are more cohesive and have longer lasting relationships. And I think part of it um, is that when you're traveling and, and doing things like that together on vacation, you're problem solving all the time as a unit because otherwise you won't get from A to B. But I think when you're doing activities at home, you're creating those little mini vacations in your home, right? Where you're all working towards having a suite at the end of the baking experience. So you have to go from A to B together. <laughs> so Right. You're... And and cooking is stressful sometimes, right? Like, especially like talking to moms of littles, we yeah. know that it can be a hot mess. And so yeah. there's definitely things you can do too, to kind of alleviate some of that. You know, if you've got real littles, separate out the ingredients, you can pre-measure them, you yeah. know, so you're not worried about it. Or like for the egg cracking, we always do it in a separate bowl so that we yeah. can, can, you know, pick out any eggshells or whatever, but they're still growing in those opportunities and looking for age appropriate ways. But the nice thing too, is it, you can also, some parents, here's the truth don't want to bake with their kids. Like I love baking and sometimes I just want to bake by myself. It's very therapeutic and relaxing. Mm-hmm. And so you can even make the treat and then still have that conversation and talk about it too. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different ways that you can get creative with that, but you're right that when we're taking the time to just make a moment together and be intentional, we're doing that family vacation thing. We're making yeah. it so that we're just focused. Cause I think in our day-to-day lives, we get running and we don't give our full attention sometimes to Mm -hmm. our kids and to what's in front of us. So when we can just stop and take that trial and make it a teachable moment and say, Hey, 
you're struggling right now, we're going to pause what we're doing and we're going to connect and we're going to have a conversation and we're going to grow through this. That's where everybody benefits. I, I, I agree totally with you. I love how you talked about setting up for success. Um, When we had our house fire in um, 2009, one of the things that I really learned through that whole experience of that year and a half was set up and clean up can make or break about anything, (laughs) right? Like if you, and and it's often very time consuming. I think as moms, we're just like, okay, we're going to bake. We make a flurry of just pulling stuff out of the, because that's how we cook. You know, we're just like, we can make dinner in 20 minutes, feed the whole crowd, right? But when we're cooking with our kids, being intentional and going, If I crack the egg, it'll be a better experience for all of us. So give yourself the space you need to make this setup, you know, intentional enough so that it's a successful experience. Um, And then also teach your kids how to clean up because that is such such a life skill. (laughs) That changes everything. You know, we really started early with having our kids take on those responsibilities and saying, what are you age appropriately able to do? Okay. You unload, you load the dishes, you wipe this down, you know, you do that. And the more that they do it, the more stress it takes off of me. So I'm able to take those moments and be the fun mom, right. And be able to grow as a family. And they're learning that we're all a team. And that's really something we talk about a lot in our family. Like we are a family, we're a team. We all work together. We all take responsibility and that's where we're able to build that healthy relationship as well, because we're working together. Yeah, I love it. Um, Katie, tell us a little bit about what you have coming up. So, and we'll list all this in the show notes. You guys make sure to check those out, but tell us about, um, yeah, you've got some good stuff coming. Yeah. So, so dishing up devotions is available now anywhere books are sold. So Lisa will put the link in there, but you can get that and start on creative character building right now. I also have a fun free family faith building bundle that goes along with that. And it's got over 140 pages of fun games and activities, homeschooling resources, et cetera. And recipes for a sweet child is actually releasing August 8th, 2023. So depending on when you're watching this video Um, and so, but it's available for pre-order now everywhere as well. And when you go to my website and put in your receipt number and say that you've pre-ordered it, I actually have an amazing bundle um, valued at $85 with some of my homeschool friends that have provided things. So lots of fun things to get you started while you're waiting for the book to show up on your doorstep. And then I've got an Advent devotional coming out in 2024. And my Family Faith Building Academy is something I'm really excited about. It's an eight-week digital course that helps families understand kind of A to Z, step-by-step, how to really build strong family faith building into their daily lives and homeschools. So we just launched that in January and we'll be opening it up again in April. So that's another thing that you can find out more about, but uh, lots of resources on my website too, so that you can find things to grow strong families. I love it. Tell us what is, what is the one thing you would say to homeschooling families as they're building the faith of their kids? You know, I'd say to give yourself and your kids grace because it's not, it's not going to look like the person on Instagram makes it look, it's not going to feel like that. (laughs) And so give yourself grace and know that all the seeds that you're planting and all the things that you're doing, God is faithful. He says that when we're weak, he is strong. And so he takes what we do and he's the one who makes it grow and blossom. So just know that you're seen and you're heard and God is moving through your prayers and through these little moments that you're working to create. And he is faithful. I love that. I love it. Um, what is one thing you hope 
um, that happens as a result of all the ministry that you're doing with these books? You know, my hope is really that families will take that responsibility for themselves and say, we're not going to let the world disciple our kids anymore. We're going to take control. We're going to surrender our lives to Jesus. And we're going to do it in a way that changes the statistics, right? Because statistics show that as many as two out of every three children are leaving their faith as adults. And so what we've always done isn't working. So we've got to look at how we can really help them own their faith from a young age and make it applicable to their daily life. Like you mentioned before, we can't turn on and off our faith. It's part of who we are. And so my hope is that this makes that very easy for parents to do. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much. You gave us some really practical things we can implement ourselves and you've provided beautiful resources. I'm so excited to go check them out myself. Um, you guys all have detailed show notes and you can find all of Katie's links there. So be sure to go to the podcast and check it out. Katie, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lisa. It was so fun. It was. Okay, you guys, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. And I just want to remind you that you can find all of our classes and clubs, testing, advising, mom's membership, and more at truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com. We do offer live online, dynamic, interactive, small group classes. So when your students take classes with us, they're not in a they're not in a Zoom room full of 100 people. We keep our class sizes small so that the students get to know both the teacher and their fellow students. We um, use a lot of different technology to make the classes dynamic and interactive, including presentations, projects, breakout rooms, virtual whiteboards, and more. Um, We like to say that we use time-tested educational pedagogy coupled with cutting-edge technology to bring the best educational opportunities to your students in in the privacy of your own home. We do provide syllabus and grading for all classes. Um, Clubs are more relaxed, so we don't provide syllabus or grading for those, but you can certainly use our clubs for the transcripts, and we'd love to help you know how to do that. Stay tuned this year, 2022 for some exciting new um, classes and clubs being offered by True North School Academy. Um, we're also going to be offering an honor club, dual enrollment, and so much more. We are honored to partner with you as you homeschool your children. Again, check out truenorthhomeschoolacademy.com, and thanks for listening to today's podcast. Mm-hmm.